Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. Australia's just had their opening match of the World Cup against India. They've uh, fortunately gone down by six wickets. And although they did give India a bit of a scare at the start of the chasing innings. My name is Josh Onofinger, joined in Chennai here by Jack Painter. We watched the match go down. It wasn't the start Australia were after, but uh, what can we take away from it? Uh, well, we can take away that uh, India have got three very good spinners who broke through Australia's middle order. So that will be a handful for well, not Australia anymore, but um, unless they meet in the in the finals. But um, for other nations, um, Australia's new bowling quicks, uh, you know, they look quite good up up top. But um, on this surface that was favouring the spinners, you know, we saw a lot of balls um, beat the bat from from India's three spinners, um, Ravi Ashwin, Ravinder Jadeja, and Kuldeep Yadav. They beat the bat um, a lot, and we just didn't see that with with Australia's spinners. Um, once Collie um, got in and KL Rahul got in, um, they managed pretty comfortably against um, Adam Zampa. Glenn Maxwell bowled well, only went at about under three and over. So um, it's good signs there, but uh, they didn't look like taking a wicket um, once those two guys got in. So Australia won the toss and chose to bowl. They put on, uh, well, it was an early wicket for India, in fact. Uh, Mitch Marsh was out for a duck. But then David Warren and Steve Smith both got into the 40s. And although batting was slow, the run rate wasn't super quick, it looked like Australia might be building towards a good total. However, uh, that didn't eventuate. They ended up losing 5 for 30 in the middle overs there and uh, things really fell apart when, uh, as you said, Judasia 3 for 28, meant that Australia were 7 for 140 and with a lot to do to post a... Uh, a decent total, I guess you'd have to say. And they nearly got to 200 thanks to some late hitting from Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark. We all thought it was going to be an India romp home to victory. It wasn't the case because Sharma, Kishan and Shreyas Ayo all fell for ducks. They were three wickets for two runs in the second over and uh, the press box went a little bit quiet at that stage, didn't it? But uh, it was Virat Kohli and uh, KL Rahul who uh, put on a 150-run stand to guide India home. And in the end, they got home quite comfortably, eight overs to spare. Yeah, very comfortable in the end. Um, we saw here in March, Australia won with about 260 on the board. So you thought perhaps maybe if they got up to around that mark, um, they could have defended it. Um, certainly would have made the chase a lot difficult and forced India to go a bit harder through the middle overs. But um, just lost wickets in, in clumps there in the middle order again, which has been an issue um, for Australia in South Africa and India prior to this World Cup. So that's resurfaced again. Um, after a good ODI in the, the third ODI against India uh, and some promising signs in the warm-up matches. But, um, yeah, just not enough runs for Australia in the end and, and Virat Kohli and, and KL Rahul did it quite comfortably. Yeah, I mean, Kohli, let's talk about Kohli's innings because he was outstanding without being, you know, he's obviously a match winner. He didn't quite get them home in, at the very end because he was 85 when he hit uh, a short ball to minus Labuschagne at mid-wicket. But he finished on 85 and he only hit six fours in his 116 ball knock. He knocked around the singles, which Australia struggled to do, pick the gaps, find the gaps, find the singles, turn over the strike. Coley had no issues doing that and his strike rate was only 73, but that's all they needed with uh, only 200 on the board. Yeah, we looked up his stats and he's averaging 
89 in winning chases. So he was really the key wicket uh, for Australia and they almost had him too. It would have been four for 20. Um, I think this is perhaps what you were going to ask me was the moment of the day, but um, Josh Hazelwood got a ball to lift on him. Um, he went to pull it, skied it up in the air, both Alex Carey and Mitch Marsh going for it. Mitch Marsh coming from mid-wicket and uh, Mitch Marsh got there in the end, but uh, he must have heard or saw Carey coming because it didn't even get a hand on it straight through the uh, into the bread basket him in the groin and, and the chance went down and cost them 73 runs when they finally got him out 30 overs later in the air could it be a fourth oh put down two players coming towards each other Mitchell Marsh puts it down how big a miss is this Oh, that's massive. You're talking about Virat Kohli here. Yeah, it was a pivotal moment, wasn't it? It was a sh- yeah, short ball from Hazelwood that really hurried Kohli. And uh, you said that they Australia have had some experience uh, getting Kohli out to the short stuff in the past. It nearly worked here again. Uh, the ball seemed to hang in the air for a long, long time. The crowd sort of held their bated breath, didn't they? Everyone all at once. And then a huge roar, maybe the biggest roar of the night when the catch went down because I think everybody sensed that was the moment. Yeah, I, I went up into the stands when Australia was getting the, the wickets early on and when Coley came out, you just, the whole place just erupts. So, um, yeah, certainly they, they love him and they love watching him bat. So they were certainly very happy when that when that catch went down. There was an uh, unexpected guest as well earlier in the day, wasn't there, just before the toss. Uh, we had a pitch invader who we saw quite a bit during uh, not the last English summer but the summer before that, I think, Jarvo. He came to a bit of uh, fame or notoriety for invading the pitch several times and uh, he appeared again today somehow in an India kit and he, I think, we, well, we don't know for sure but we think he tried to enter the field with the teams just before the national anthems, security got him and we didn't see him again. We didn't actually see it at the time, but we saw some pictures later of him uh, talking to Virat Kohli, actually. Um, <laughs> I wonder what Virat was saying to him there. But, uh, yeah, he tried to tried to get in, but I think the security was a bit tighter here and he's probably a bit more well-known now as well. Judasia was uh, fantastic. And he bowled a delivery to Steve Smith that uh, I think anybody in the world would have had trouble playing. It was one of those, you know, perfect left-arm orthodox deliveries to the right hand there. It pitched on maybe mid long leg and then it's clipped the top of off stump smith just had this bemused look on his face as if to say uh you know what just happened there sort of thing and uh from there australia it was all downhill i mean smith batted well 46 off 71 deliveries but when you get a ball like that sometimes you just have to say well bowled yeah and it was noticeable the the puff of dust that came from the pitch from that delivery um we asked uh kuldeep yadav after the match and then judasia was talking about during the innings break um, they were just trying to hit the stumps. You know, they were bowling balls uh, in at the stumps. If they turned, you know, they beat the bat, look for the edge. Um, if they didn't, they skid straight on and hit the stumps. So we saw Alex Carey at LBW as well. Glenn Maxwell was bowled. Uh, Smith was bowled. Um, so they hit the stumps a lot more than what Australia's spinners did later on. Adam Zampa only hit the stumps with about a quarter of his deliveries, whereas um, Ashwin, 45%, Jadeja, 40%, and Kuldeep, 32%. So they were certainly... Um, you know, putting the ball in an area where they could create more chances to get wickets. It had been the talk all week that India could play three spinners. They did do it and uh, they read the conditions pretty well, you'd have to say. Australia, even if they wanted to, they don't have that many spinners in their squad. Just Zampa and Glenn Maxwell, who we've spoken about being the specialist in the air quotes, uh, to partner Zampa. But um, the difference was pretty stark today in the two spin departments. Zampa struggled a bit. Uh, Pat Cummins revealed earlier in the week that he's been sore and that's why... He hasn't really been featuring in the warm-up matches. 
And, uh, yeah, it was a bit evident that he was a bit maybe short of a gallop or not quite there with his match uh, sharpness, you'd say, because there were a lot of loose balls which we're not used to seeing from Adam Zampa. And uh, he went wicketless and I think he finished with, uh, well, let's just look up his figures here. Yeah, none for 53 off eight over, so the most expensive bowler in the match. Yeah, so he was the only bowler going above six for um, Australian Stark, contrast to, to Maxwell, who was going about fours there, isn't he? Um, but it just they just didn't look like taking a wicket, as we touched on earlier. Um, once you know those two guys got in, very experienced batters, very experienced batters at chasing as well. Once they got in, um, they just shut Australia's spinners out of the out of the contest, and you know that's why you know they were able to get there so comfortably in the end. Uh, there was a funny moment when uh, Pat Cummins delivered a delivery that uh, I didn't even know was possible for Pat Cummins. He's normally Mr. Perfect, but he bowled a delivery to, I think it was uh, Virat Kohli, and the ball, it was under 12 stuff. It didn't even land on the pitch. It didn't land anywhere near the pitch. It was a full toss and it was wide and Kerry did well not to let through any buys. And the umpire was so confused as well that he actually had to go upstairs, ask the third umpire, uh, what do I need to pay this? Because it's not a wide, it's a no ball when it doesn't land on the pitch. And so... Uh, after a follow-up wide, uh, so he had to bowl the free hit again. Virat Kohli hit the next one for four. Well, we saw David Warner bowl on last went uh, last Tuesday in the warm-up match, and he was sending out deliveries like that. <laughs> so maybe Cummins was looking looking too closely at David Warner in the warm-up match. But uh, it certainly that was sort of a moment that summed up the, that innings yeah. for Australia. They were sloppy in the field. They dropped that uh, crucial catch. They misfielded. We saw you know Carey miss. Miss balls, Labashane miss balls. Yeah, half a dozen. Yeah, there was one out on the boundary with Mitch Stark, I think it was as well. Um, they just, you know, didn't have their usual sharpness that you come to expect mm. from Australia in the field and um, just that sort of summed up the, the night. Yeah. And I think uh, conditions got pretty slippery as well, didn't it, uh, in the evening session. Dew wasn't always going to be a factor, but it did come into play a little bit. Josh Hazelwood said after play in the press conference. The Dew came in a little bit at the end and the balls got a little bit wet and soft, but... Um, I felt like we created enough chances early to, to make a mark. And then uh, the pitch you know, flattened out a bit when the ball gets a bit soft as well. Things don't tend to go that way. So uh, it was a tough night for Australia after that early burst of wickets to uh, Stark. Well, let's just touch on Mitchell Stark. He got the first wicket of the innings. It was his 50th in World Cup. He's the fastest to reach that milestone as well and only the fifth bowler ever, in fact, to get to, to 50 wickets in the World Cup. So... If he has a good tournament, he could actually surpass Glenn McGrath as the most prolific World Cup wicket taker with 71. So uh, if that continues, that would be fantastic. Josh Hazelwood was also right on the money. His opening spell was two for 12 of four overs. He started with a double wicket maiden, including the wickets of Rohit Sharma and uh, Shreyas Iyer. And uh, when they were on, you know, you thought Australia were a chance there. Well, definitely, especially if they had got that collie wicket as well. Four for 20, still needing another 180, India would have been. And um, just letting that slip allowed, you know, those guys they, to manage the chase. They didn't have to search, go searching for runs. You know, they could, you know, tick it over at, you know, three or four and over, just do enough to keep the scoreboard ticking over while not losing wickets. They just sort of blunted Australia's attack and, and stopped the flow of wickets. And that's why they're able to, you know, get there quite comfortably. Yeah, so Australia have a couple of days now to recuperate and uh, get their bearings back because they're up to luck now for their next match on the 12th, Thursday the 12th, to play South Africa. And uh, we know how well they've been going. They knocked up 400 uh, yesterday against Sri Lanka. So 
they are in a fair bit of good form as well and we saw obviously they won that uh, series against Australia last month. So Australia do have to get things right. Marcus Stoinis, he was doing a bit of fitness testing today, wasn't he, just before the game and doing a few run-throughs and bowls and those sorts of things. So he might come into the, the equation. They've also got Sean Abbott, Josh Inglis as well there to go to if they do want to change the side. Well, that's his home ground at Lucknow, isn't it, with the Lucknow Supergiants for Marcus Stoinis? But I think those conditions up there, there hasn't been a lot of one-day cricket or international cricket played at that venue. It's mm. quite a new venue. It's more of a T20 uh, venue for the new franchise, um, but conditions are you know sort of similar to here. We've heard um, so perhaps Australia need to change tact a little bit if uh, they they've only got the two spinners. So perhaps that involves bowling first, and then looking to chase down a mm. score when perhaps you know the conditions get better to bat or easier to bat against spin later on in in the night with the ball sort of slipping on and sliding on and coming onto the bat a bit bit better. So perhaps that's something they might look at. Um, but certainly you thought. Here, the conditions would get harder to bat as the match wore on, but then that, that dew came in and yeah. it just became easy late, later in the night. Yeah, so plenty of questions there for Australia. Just one quick stat that I wanted to throw at you, Jack, before we uh, log off for tonight. Uh, India needed 200 exactly to win tonight, didn't they? So that's four runs and over. Well, for all the maths lovers out there like myself, uh, India were exactly 80 after 20 overs. And then after 30 overs, they were exactly 120. So it was all very nice, you know, round numbers and it was satisfying for me. I'm not sure if anybody else finds satisfaction in that sort of stuff. So you're saying we missed out on a thrilling final ball finish then? If exactly, they exactly. It should have continued. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, that's that's probably enough jibber for tonight. Uh, Australia, it's a long tournament so they can fight back from this, no doubt about that, but they have lost their first match to India by six wickets. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Unplayable Podcast. Uh, we'll catch you all on the next edition when Australia plays South Africa on Thursday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.